0: Ago, we started this series and uh, kind of the beginning point for us uh, with this series was the question of Jesus' disciples, almost really a command of Jesus' disciples. They came to Jesus one time, he was praying, and they waited till he was done. And then after he was done, they, they said to him, They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And so, what we're saying this summer is, Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray, how to come into your presence. Teach us what to do as we pray. And and, and I was thinking about that this week, and and a question came into my mind uh, kind of a a question of of, of the purpose of this and so on. Because the question that I thought about is, do we need to learn to pray? I, I mean, it's an interesting kind of question. I mean, you might not say, of course we do, but think about it. I mean, isn't prayer just talking to God? Sometimes I think we make things too complicated. We get things too complex. And and, and so I, I thought, you know, do we really need to learn to pray? Can't we just pour out what's on our hearts? Can't we just speak to God? Can't we just tell him what we're thinking? Isn't that what prayer is? Do we have to make it so difficult? I don't want to make it difficult. And I don't want to but make it, you know, kind of magic or anything, but I do think that we need to learn to pray. Obviously, Jesus answered the question of the disciples. Jesus said, yeah, this is how you pray. This is what you should do. And so I, I want to just say, I think we do need to learn to pray. Now, I want to be careful about what we're learning and about, about what we're thinking about during this summer and so on, because we're not learning holy words or phrases. When we look through the Lord's Prayer, it's not that these words are more holy than other words, and if you say these words, then you're more likely to get what you want from God. It's, it's not that we're going to learn other words that if we just learn to call God the great and mighty, glorious poobah of whatever, you know, then somehow God's going to answer. And sometimes I'll hear people kind of talk like that to say, well, if you have this request, then you have to use this name of God. And learning to pray is saying, if you have this request, then you have to use this name of God. And it's, it's as if it's kind of learning that language of, of holiness, Or maybe you've had it when somebody has prayed in a group and and they just used all these big words and you say, you see, I could never pray like that. Learning to pray is not learning big words, okay? It's not learning holy words. It's not learning that. That's not what Jesus taught his disciples. He used everyday language. He used common language. And it's not learning a holy tone of voice, okay? When we pray, it's not learning to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed. Your name. And you know people who pray like that, right? And that's not what, I mean, if God is our Father, if we come into it, that's not what we learn. What I want to suggest we need to learn as we pray is, is learning how to approach God, all right? Learning how to come in, into his presence and, and learning what to pray for and, 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 and so on. The, the fact is, I think the reason that I need to learn to pray, that maybe you need to learn to pray, is, is that we don't really know what we need all right, we really don't know what we really need. The fact is, if I only pray what's on my heart, guess what? I'm only going to pray for me, if I'm honest, because <laughs> what's on my heart is me. What's on my heart is my needs, and it's all going to be about me, and, and, and so part of the value of, of, for me, studying the Lord's Prayer is, is learning to say, you know what? There, the, I want my prayer life to be full. I want it to be inclusive. I want it to pray. I want to pray for the right things. I was thinking about this with my, in, in a lot of my grandsons. Now, they 're a little bit weird, so it, it 's not completely true, but it 's rare it 's rare that they ask me for broccoli they 've never asked me for asparagus, but they 've asked for a lot of candy they 've asked for a lot of laffy taffy they 've asked for a lot of smarties they 've asked for a lot of that of suckers and so on, and, and, and that's what and, 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 and you know this if you 're a parent if you 're a grandparent and an uncle an aunt, if you give kids just what they want, they don 't know what they want. Right? You don't give them, and, and, and we need to recognize we're the same way when it comes to prayer. That if I'm left to pray on my own, I'm only going to pray for my stuff. And, and I need to pray the way God taught me, because he tells me what's most important. He tells me what I really need. And, and, and I think we're going to see that, especially with the first one we look at, at hallowed be your name. But I want to give you kind of, and so what I want to suggest is we get a structure, right? So I want to kind of just show you how I picture, I'm kind of visual, so when I think of the Lord's Prayer and when I use it as a pattern for my prayer, as a structure for my prayer, and you can move stuff around, let's not get overly crazy on that, but, but here's how I, I look at it. You have the opening, all right, the approach, our Father in heaven. Okay, and we talked about that last week. And, and then what we have next are six petitions. Okay, the, the body of the prayer is basically six things that we're asking God to do or to give us or to be. Now, these can easily divide, be divided into two different parts. We first of all pray and ask God about the Father. We talk to God about what, where God is and, and who God is. And so, hallowed be your name, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. We see those things, and, 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 and so we start talking to God about God. And, and again, you don't have to be wooden about that, but I think there's something right about that. Because if I'm on my own, I'm going to say, give me my daily bread first. And I, I need God to be hallowed more than I need daily bread. I need God to be at the center of things more than I... And if I don't think about it, if I don't learn to do that, I'm going to ask for bread first. I'm going to ask for forgiveness first. And, and I'm not going to come into God's presence and, and, and say, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Getting God in the right place is so much more important than getting my daily bread. Now, those things do matter, though, right? Because now we come, and the last three, we talk to the Father about us. About us. And that's where we get, give us our daily bread forgive us our debts, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay, so we got those three. So there are six of them, okay? And you kind of, like I say, for me, it's helpful to see that. And then we have a closing of some sort that yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, so we approach, we talk to the Father about the Father, hallowed be your name, and we'll talk about what that means and so on. And, and all the way through, we talk to the Father about us and our needs. Those are legitimate and then we close and we give God a word of, of blessing and praise. Um, and so that's really kind of also the outline of the next week. So this morning we start with, with what I think in some ways is one of the more difficult ones. Um, Hallowed be your name. It, it, it's, it's it, you know, I think for a lot of these, if I asked you what it means to ask for God for daily bread, you could probably get an idea. But we don't do a lot of hallowing. At least, not kind of consciously hollowing. I think we hollow all the time, but we don't really understand what it means very well. So, this morning, what I want us to do is, is look at two questions. First one long, second one short. Okay. First one is going to be long. The first question we're going to look at is, what are we asking for? What are we asking God to do when we say, "God, hello, it be your name, hello, your name, God." What are we asking God to do? And then we're going to say, why is this important? All right. Why does this matter? And, and, and I think we're going to see at the end that it really is really important. So stick with me on this and, and, and take a look at what it means to hallow God name, God's name. So what are we asking for? What are we asking for? Let's kind of break this up. There are really two parts, hallowing in your name. So let's start with the second part, all right? And we say, God, you know, your name. What do we mean by that? It's, it's not about what God is called, okay? This is not about saying, God, hallowed be, hallowed be your name. Let nobody swear using God's name. Now, that would be part of what we're praying in this prayer, but it's not primarily that. This is not about God's name. It's not about what we call God. It's not about the name that we use. In the Bible, your name is is your character, your reputation, your nature, or your personality. So what we have is, is this is who God is. It's God himself. So we're saying, God, you be hallowed you be hallowed. When we are praying this, God, what we're saying is you be hallowed, all of you. We, we see this your name being for you in a couple of places in the Old Testament. Some examples here, Psalm 9 verse 10, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Now, it's not saying, ah, there's a secret name for God, and if you know that name, then you trust in him. No, it's those who know you, right? Right? Those who know you, God, trust in you. Those who know your character, who know your reputation, who know what you're like, those who know you. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Again, it's not saying, the psalmist here isn't saying, well, when we go on the battlefield, we say Yahweh, 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 and we know nobody's going to kill us. It's not trusting in the name as if the name is magical. It's saying, we trust in you, God. We trust in you, the Lord our God. We trust. So, that, so that's just real quick, just to make sure we got that, all right? So your name is you. So we're saying, hallowed be you. Okay, that helps, but what does hallowed be mean? What, what, what are we saying? What does it mean to hallow something? What does it mean that, that, that we ask God that his name be hallowed by everybody and everything around the world? Yeah. Well, the first answer in, is this. It, hallowed means to make holy, Okay? So we're saying, God, make your name holy. Well, God is already holy, right? We've been singing it. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. God is already holy. So what we're, I think, really praying with this is be recognized as holy. God, may you be recognized. May you be acknowledged. May you be honored as as holy, as as the one who is distinct, separate, unique, and amazing, and all that stuff. And and, and so that's what we're saying. God, be recognized. Be recognized by everybody and everything as holy holy. So two key words in here that I want to now unpack a little bit, all right? The, the first one I want to look at is, is the holy one, the one at the end. Be recognized as holy. And, and when you think about being holy, there are three things I want you to think about. And, and again, I, I, I hopefully you'll be able to kind of remember some of this. Don't worry too much about the particulars, but but to say, God, we want you to be holy. We want you to be recognized as holy. We want you to be honored as holy. What, what we're saying really, I think, are, are three things. The first is, is the most common one probably that I think about, and maybe you as well. To be holy is to be sacred, is to be set apart, is to be unique, right? Holy things are things that we kind of stop and we step away from, right? That's a holy place. That's a holy thing. Those are holy vessels, and we kind of say, we can't, we can't get too close to that. We can't, we we joke about this sometimes, right? I mean, when some of you have been back by my office know that for Daniel and I, uh, and some of the other offices in the back, there's a, a separate little hallway. You go down, and there's a door, and People will say, oh, do I need to take off my shoes because I'm entering the holy of holies? And the fact is, they're right, you do. No, it's not. But, but right, I mean, because it's like, oh, because that's where Daniel and Ron are, so that's the holy place, and so I better take off. Right? We have a, That sense of holy is separate and, and sacred and, and, and different and unique and, and special, and, and, and I think it's important for us to recognize that. And, and I think it's interesting to me to see how this, what, what happens here in the Lord's Prayer because in the first part, as we approach, as we come into God's presence, we say, our Father, right? Oh, He's so close. We're climbing on our Father's lap. He's, he's our Father. He's our Dad. We talked about that last week about how we know that He loves us and how we can come in with that boldness and, and, and that confidence. It's our Father in heaven. But then we immediately recognize, be holy. We have to recognize you as holy. So there's this sense, and Christians have struggled with this, the church has struggled with this for for all time, of of this sense of of somehow God has come so close to us, but God is still God. God is still holy. God is still sacred. God is still separate. God is still out there. And, And so in the Lord's Prayer, we say, our Father, who's come close, but you're still holy, and there is still something we need to recognize that. Interesting little way to see this. Think about the difference that you experience, you've probably done this, you've done this first part at least, the difference between walking into this worship space and walking into a cathedral. When you walk into here, what we do well is God is close, right? God is Father. God is near us. When you walk into a cathedral, I challenge you, it's almost impossible to walk into a cathedral and not drop your voice. Because just the building itself says holy. The building itself says sacred the building itself kind of recognizes. Now, I don't know how to build a building that does both <laughs> because God is absolutely close. He is our father, but he is also holy. He's also sacred. He's also set apart. He is totally different than us. He is not our good buddy. He is not just exactly like us, but he is, he is holy and honored and, and all of that stuff. And so in our prayer, we have this dynamic going on and I think we need to hold on to both parts of, of you are our father in heaven and we climb onto dad's lap but dad is also dad is also the God who created everything and he is holy and pure and righteous and no sin can be in his presence and so he is sacred All right, so sacred, it, it, it's set apart, unique hallowed be your name we're saying God be, be recognized as as sacred and that includes, again, God's name and all those other things. But re- be recognized, God, by us and by everybody else as, as being sacred, as being set apart. There's more to holiness, though. And, and, and I think the problem for some of us is we've taken that word holy, and this is about all we've ever thought about with it. But, but holiness in Scripture, holiness in the Bible, is, is also a sense of being amazing and beautiful and special. Holy things are things that are beautiful. Holy things are things that are amazing. Think about it. I I think of several holy moments in my life. I I think of one, being in in, in the presence of somebody from this congregation, a grandma, a great-grandma, a a mom, and I was there on the day she died, a a couple of hours before she died, and she was still awake and alert, but she knew she was going to die. And and, and she's there, and and, and she's with her kids and her grandkids and her great-grandkids, and somebody started to sing. I don't remember exactly. I think it was, holy, holy, holy. And the kids joined in, and the grandkids joined in. And we sat there in that, in that hospital room, knowing. I mean, this is, this, let me, it was holy because this woman was so convinced. They were saying, mom, you know, there's one more grandkid who needs to come. I loved this line. One more grandkid who needs to come. And, and she responded. She responded, it's B Christians. She responded, B said, I've seen Susie plenty. I want to go see Jesus. I'm not waiting. Now, I, you know, <laughs> so that's her, right? I mean, that was, that was her. I don't know if Susie, but, but you know, so, so she's looking forward to being with Jesus. I mean, she, and, and we're singing, and it's just this holy thing. And it wasn't like, yes, it was sacred, but it was so beautiful. That's why the temple was built the way it was, because it needed to be beautiful, because God is beautiful. God is amazing. And so be recognized as, as amazing, God. Holy places where we've seen great beauty, sunsets become. There's a place on South Manitou Island that for me is a holy place. It's no different really than, but I, I saw God's presence in the sunset there, and I, and I just knew God was so close. And that became a holy place. No different in some ways than others, but that's holiness. It's, it's amazing, so it's sacred and set apart, but it's also amazing and beautiful. And, and then there's a third thing about holiness, that we're saying, God, be, be hallowed, be, be recognized as holy, be recognized as set apart, sacred, be recognized as amazing, but then also be recognized as most important, be, be recognized as the center. We hallow that which is of great weight right? That which has the most important thing. And and that's why, in a sense, we are all hallowers. We don't think of ourselves that way, but we are all hallowing something because we all have something that's at the center of our lives, whether it's God or power or prestige or whatever it is. We are all hallowing something. We put something at the center of our lives. And so what we're praying here right at the beginning is, God, may I recognize that you are the center May I recognize and acknowledge that you are the the most important thing in my life, that you need to be at the absolute center of it. So what are we saying here? I want to suggest that we're praying, God, be recognized as sacred, amazing, and most important, okay? God be recognized as sacred, amazing, and most important. Now, I, I, you know, what do you do, how do you remember that? I mean, we got six petitions. We're going to have all this stuff on all six. Some of it is that's why some of us pray with notes, just to remind ourselves of that. But on this one, if you circle the first three letters, we got Sam. So it's God be Sam, okay? Uh, be sacred, an, uh, amazing, and, and most important. That might help you. And, and so as you go through your prayers, I'll spend some time saying, God, God, help me to remember that you are set apart, God help me to recognize that help the entire world to recognize that but that you're set apart and then i'll maybe spend some time god help me to just see who you are you are so amazing help me to see you in your beauty and god help me to put you back at this and that's all included in hallowing it's all included in hallowing so we are asking that god be recognized as sacred amazing most important and i'm going to add a little bit here by all the world okay we're asking that, that, that it's, it's interesting. These first three petitions don't include in us. It's not just me, although it includes me, saying, God, may I do this in my life. And it's not just us. May your church do this. But we're, there's evangelism in this prayer. Hallowed be your name, Father. May everybody recognize that you are the center May everybody recognize that you are most important. May everybody just be amazed at your beauty. May everybody do that. All right, so, so that's it. We're, we're asking that God be recognized as that. That's, so holy, I'm thinking kind of, again, sacred, amazing, uh, most important. Let's go to the other word that I talked about, and, and we need to spend some time on that, is recognized. God, we're asking that you be recognized. So what does it mean to Recognize that what does it mean to to be made holy to recognize god is holy i think it involves three things the first one is is what we're praying god is help us to see you as you really are okay recognizing god is seeing god as he really is and 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 just kind of it starts right there god we're saying god we don't always see you very clearly we don't always understand you very clearly The Heidelberg Catechism is is one of the teaching tools we have in our church. It's 451 years old, but it is some great stuff. And it really, I think, gets this right, okay? It it asks this question, what does the first petition mean? What does it mean to say, hallowed be your name? And and it gives this answer. Uh, This is the first part of the answer. It says, help us to truly know you. Your almighty power, wisdom, kindness, justice, mercy, and truth. And again, you can circle that word no if you, uh, if you look it up. But, but it's, God, help us to see you. Help us to know you. And so what we're saying is, God, help us just to see you as you really are, all right? The fact is, sometimes we miss God. God is present out there, but we just miss him. One of my favorite, um, I'm not a big poetry guy, but one of my, my favorite poems is by Elizabeth Barrett Browning, Aurora Lee, and it's got this fantastic line in it earth's crammed with heaven, and every common bush a fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. Only the one who notices it takes off his shoes. The rest sit round and pluck blackberries. You know, that that picture of saying, you know what, God is so around us. God is present, and and, and every fire is aflame with God. We're saying, God, hallowed be your name. The first thing we're saying is, God, help us to see you. In, in, in all of your beauty, help us to see you in all of your amazing things. And, and, and so we, we're praying, God, we just open up our eyes because we find it so easy to, to miss God. We find it so easy to do that. Sometimes we don't see God as he is because we put God in a box. You know, we say, this is what God is like. And, and, and we tend to take one part of God, one attribute of God, and say, well, what God is like is God is completely loving. And so what that means is that there's no judgment and so we put God, no God, hallowed be your name. God, let us see you. Let us recognize you as you really are. Let us see you in your fullness to recognize this, to see God, and to recognize that He is full of love and He is full of, of truth. That there is mercy and judgment in God. And and for some of us we struggle and we only see the judgment. And we put God in that box and we say, God is always angry. No, He's not. And so again, what we're praying here is, God, help us to see you as you really are. And, and sometimes we, we, we miss God because we think he just doesn't imp, a, apply to our lives. We just kind of dismiss him, that he's just kind of out there. And, and, and so you can see where you could spend an hour just praying, Hallowed be your name, right? I mean, hallowed be you, know, God, be recognized. First, let us just see you as you are. Help us not to miss you in those bushes that are afire with you. God, help us to see you. Help us not to put you in a box. Show me your fullness, God. Help me, forgive me for when I, when I limit you by putting you in a box or, or when I put you on a shelf and think that you really don't matter to my life. God, help us to see you. So it's seeing him as he really is. Um, that's the first thing there. The second thing is, is, is praising him, okay? it's praising him. Part of hallowing God's name is is, is praising him. Again, let's go back to the catechism. Help us to truly know you. That was the first thing that we looked at, to see you, to know you. And then the next line, to honor, glorify, and praise you for all your works and for all that shines forth from them, your almighty power, wisdom, kindness, justice, mercy, and truth. Help us to praise you, to honor, and, and to glorify you. And, 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 and in a sense, this one just flows naturally out of the first one. When we say, God, hallowed be your name. God, help us to see who you are. You see, praise is always a natural response to greatness okay? Praise is just our natural response to greatness. Some of you watched the World Cup this past week on Thursday. Uh, maybe, I, I, you know, I, I watched the, uh, the U.S. play, and, and to watch that and to see, you know Tim Howard. I'm not a great soccer guy, but I think he was great. And, and, and when I saw some of the saves, he was the goalie. When I saw some of the saves he made, you just go, oh, that's so, so fantastic. I mean, you can't help it, but you want to just say, he's awesome. He's fantastic he's great. Praise is, is our natural response. When we see something great, when we hear something, beauti- uh, hear something beautiful, when we see something amazing, when, when we feel something, when we taste something that tastes outstanding, when we experience greatness of any sort, we respond with praise. And, and, and so too with God. What we're saying is, God, help us to praise you. If you want to know where praise is in the Lord's Prayer, this is one of the key places. Help us just to honor you because you are holy, holy, holy as the Lord God Almighty. And the songs that we did it this morning just kind of focused on that. And, and, and so praise is our natural response to greatness. And again, evangelism, we want to tell others. We want to tell others. Because I want to tell you, Tim, Tim Howard did a great job Thursday. It, it, you know, y- yesterday, um, you know, watching some of those games yesterday. Or, or see, you know, what do we say? You should have seen this. Or you've got to see this. That's why videos go viral, Right? because we want to tell others, this is so great, this is so awesome, this is so wonderful. And, and and so when we were saying hallowed, we we're saying, God, just be praised by us and by others. All right? So seeing him, praising him, and then obeying him. Part of hallowing God is putting him at the center. It's It's obeying him, okay? Again, back to the catechism. What does the first petition mean? It means that we know God. It means that we honor, praise, and glorify God. And it means help us to direct all of our living, what we think, say, and do, so that your name will never be blasphemed because of us, but always honored and praised. What we're saying is, God, be at the center of all I say, all I think, all I do. And and it's especially important if we're followers of God, if we claim to be Christians, because we bear God's name. And so, hallowed be your name means, God, let me hallow your name. Let me in my life honor you with all that I have and all that I am so that your name will, will never be blasphemed. There's a wonderful rabbinic saying. Um, it comes from after the time of Jesus, but I think it, it nails part of what this hallowed be your name. Talking about that request, this rabbi said this, the Bible teacher who does not pay his bills on time blasphemes the name of God. If I'm saying hallowed be your name, I'm saying God, make me pay my bills on time. The Christian, the Christian who does not pay his or her bills on time, blasphemes the name of God. Think about that, right? When you say, hallowed be your name, you're saying, God, I bear your name, so let me live a life that honors you. Put you at the center of me, okay? So we put it together, and again, what we have is, is seeing him, praising him, obeying him, which turns out to be Spo, which doesn't mean anything, but I spent several hours trying to come up with a different way to do this, and I didn't. Okay, so you got Sam and Spo, but I don't know what else to tell you. I tried to come up with yo so we'd have spy, but that would be fun, but I couldn't. So it's Spo. all right? So now if we put it all together, and, and again, this is more complex in one sense, but hopefully you get a sense of it, right? What we're saying... What we're asking for is, God, may you, may you be seen, we're asking that God be seen, praised, and obeyed, that recognized, be seen, praised, and obeyed as sacred, amazing, and most important, okay? God, this is what I'm, I just, we want to see you, we want to praise you, and we want to obey you because you are sacred, because you are amazing, and because you are most important by everyone. And everything, and so that's that's all contained in those four words. Hallowed be your name. That's all included in that. What are we asking for? That's what we're asking for. Told you it would be a short second question, and it will be. All right. So why? Why do we ask for this? Why is it important? Why do we need to say, God, hallowed be your name? Why do we need to say, God, we want you to be just, we, we just want you to be seen, praised, and obeyed for all that you are, for, for, for just for your, for your sacredness, and again, your amazingness, and your being the most important. Why do we ask for this? Two reasons. I'm going to spend more time on the second one, but First of all, for God's sake. I mean, he just deserves it, right? It's the right thing to do. God is God. God is holy. God is set apart. God is beautiful. God is amazing. God is the most important. And it's just recognizing it. But, but I think what I want to think about with you just for in closing here is that it's also for our sakes. Because you see, when God is not hallowed, When we hallow other things, because we always hallow something, okay? We all always hallow something. But when we hallow other things, our lives don't work right. They get messed up. You know, the reason God calls us to praise him, the reason God teaches us to hallow his name, is not because he's, like, us selfish. It's not because he's afraid we're, it's not as much for his sake, in a sense, as as it is for our sakes. Because when I put something else at the center of my life, when I put something else at the center of my life, then my life gets all messed up. I got. I, I want to show you something here. Um, it, this This is kind of how I was picturing it all week, all right? Let's go ahead and we'll come to the—we'll uh, have this camera on. All right, this is a Beyblade. I really don't know anything about them because they were after my kids and before my grandkids. So, But this is—it's a, it, a spinning toy thing. Um, I was thinking about a top, and so— um, this is, we'll say, say this is Ron, good li- likeness, and by the way, try not to be distracted by the washboard abs in the background. Um, <laughs> just checking if you're awake. Okay, this is, if this works, Lord, please. Okay, right, when God is at the center, then we find our center and we spin, right? It's just, it. that's when we are hallowing God's name, we're saying, God, be praised, be honored, be seen, be at the center. When, when everything is where it's supposed to be, that's what it looks like, right? Now, it, it, God keeps giving us energy so it would go round again. So this is, you know, this is us, this is me when, when we're hallowing God, all right, When he's at the center. This guy um, is me most of the, my life because he's got weight in all the wrong places, and not literally, but um, you know, he, he, he's hallowing his money or he's hallowing or I'm hallowing my reputation. I'm putting myself at the center. And and so what happens here when we do this, all right? What happens with this one is, okay, we can do this, but he bounces around. He does get some spin, but he doesn't last long and it's out of whack and he falls over. and And, and so... As I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, the reason I think Jesus has us do this first is what we're praying is, God, hallow your name. Let, let you be at the center and take away all these other things. We're really, this is a prayer of confession as well. What we're saying, is, God, you haven't been hallowed in my life. You haven't been the center of everything. I've been focused too much. I've, I've put all my weight, all my hallowing onto, onto my reputation or into my house or into whatever it is, into my pleasure, in, into myself, and, and I've done that. And so what I'm saying is, God, no, no, you be hallowed, God. You come and, and you remove all those things. You take those things away so that I can start to spin the right way, all right? So that I can, we'll see if we can get this guy to go again. Whoops. Okay, he did it a little bit. But right, it's saying, God, I want it. I want my, that's what happens. And, and that's why we pray it for the whole world. Because I want my neighbors I want my neighbor's, I want my life to spin right. I want my neighbor's life to spin right. We, we, anytime we try to put something else in the center, we get messed up. We, we get messed up, and it, and, it, and it ruins stuff. And so, just saying, God, you be the center. Hallowed be your name. You be that which is most important. The problem is this is us in our sin. This is what happens to us. We're born this way. We're born, and we hallow all the wrong stuff. And so, in closing, I just want to remind you that, that the good news... The good news is that Jesus came not only to teach us this prayer, but Jesus gave his life so so that we could hallow God's name, all right? Jesus gave his life, and I don't have the time to take away all the the stuff that I put on here. But just imagine that when Jesus died on the cross, taking away our sin is taking away all this junk that keeps us from spinning right. It's just saying, God, you know, I've had the wrong stuff in the center. And so Jesus died so we could hallow God's name, so we could see who God really is so we could praise God for his amazing love and so that we could begin to obey him. And, and, and so as you pray, you can think of Beyblades or some other, somebody mentioned a gyroscope. I thought, should have thought of that. But, but you know, I mean, say, God, come back to the center. God, be the center of my life. Be the center of this world because when we don't, then we have wars and rumors of wars and we have fights and selfishness. And so God, be hallowed. Hallowed be your name. May you be seen, praised, and obeyed because you are sacred, because you are amazing, and because you are most important. Let's pray together. Father, we know what it's like for our lives to spin out of control. We know what it's like to be ornery when we don't want to be ornery, to be just the wrong kind of people. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name hallowed be your name, be the center of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.